Dude, why would you ever listen to this podcast ever? What's up, everybody? It's episode 23 of Joey Hates Everything. Um, I look like the stand-in for Christian Bale in American Psycho. And baby, I was born in Tucson. And I'm talking to myself in a room by myself right now. So I am literally an American Psycho. Uh, what's up, dudes? It's... Uh, it's been a boring week as far as stories from the hotel. There's this couple... That's on meth. That sort of entertains me. This guy was tweaking so hard the other day. Stop by the desk. People do this all the time. I've never done this once in my life. Uh, There's so many people that will stop by the desk to have a conversation with you. Hey, why the fuck do you care about what I have to say? And why the fuck would you think that I care about what you have to say? I'm not trying to be harsh, but also we, we're we never going to interact outside of this moment, outside of these moments that you are forcing us to interact. Um, and this guy was tweaking so hard. It's so weird with meth. Like, I feel like this is never talked about. But when people are tweaking really hard, they can't. They just, like, can't move their lips. Sometimes I get that when I do Adderall where you start talking like that. Like you just... You start talking like this, like, like just fucking, you can't even understand what I'm saying right now. And the guy was doing that. He was tweaking so hard that all I got out of this seven-minute monologue that he forced me to sit through was, and then, of course, 9-11 had to happen. And it's just like, oh, God. If you can't tell when someone wants you to shut the fuck up and leave, it's really hard for me to feel bad for you. Um... I do feel bad if if your life is being ruined by something like meth. Like we've talked about it before on the podcast. I, I know multiple people that have had terrible problems with meth. But here's here's the thing about meth. After a tweaker has talked to you for over three minutes, it gets really annoying. It gets fucking annoying, man. To a point where you're just like, man, I'm really starting to not care that you're miserable. It's easy to feel bad for the guy on opioids because... Because they just sleep and, and you know, eat cold cuts straight out of the fridge and be sad. Meth, meth users literally require handcuffs uh, after a certain dosage. Like, like if you – the cops are just, you know, they're fucking up bad right now. Oh, God, I wish I, I wish I could talk about what I want to talk about. It's a thing with a friend that he asked me not to say on the podcast. But the cops are fucking up bad right now. If you want a reason – uh, to, to try and be pro-cop, dude, it, it mentioned meth heads. Like, those people, we need guys uh, that have that have failed out of the military testing because of anger issues. That's the type of people we maybe need to deal, uh, to, to deal with meth guys, to, with meth users. Because, you know, different, different situations require different skills. Send the social worker to the little girl that's having the meltdown because, because it's a little girl. Uh, sell, send the crazy fucking asshole cop to, to the meth head that has a knife. Like, we, we need different people for different situations. Um, yeah. I don't, and, and if you can't, if guys, if you can't figure that out, then what the fuck am I paying almost $300 in taxes for every single paycheck? By the way, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Dude, when you start adding it up, it's like, guys, 
People can't drive up my road without destroying the front of their car because it's at a 90 degree angle. Like in that episode of SpongeBob where they go to rock bottom. Like like SpongeBob's grandpa just stands at the bottom of the street and he's like, Hey, you gotta be careful because they use all of the tax money for the police and the schools, neither of which really do anything good for this society because all we create is domestic violence uh, people and meth heads and cops that are literally put on cable documentaries because they're doing so much corrupt shit. That was, uh, that's just what he, he stands at the end of the street and he says that. I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. Um, one thing I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get too serious, but one thing I wanted to talk about on episode 22, the last episode that I forgot about, uh, was in episode 21, I was just talking, you know, we were drinking and stuff and I, I was making a point. I said, uh, the whole white privilege thing is kind of bullshit. And I definitely should have, I definitely should have gone into, to more of what I meant there. Um, I meant that, there's there's so many people that I've met that have been white that have had zero advantage in life. Just like their lives, you know, started out with sexual abuse and it got into drugs and there was never any money and it just, their whole lives result in them being a dishwasher like it was already predetermined. Uh, those people to me don't have any privilege. That being said, man, I get it. I get that a guy like me, I'm the, I'm the poster child for white privilege. I never, I never worried about money once or police violence ever. Like, there's just there's something that is really bothering me right now that I have been asked not to speak about, and it just man, uh, fuck man. Basically, one of my black friends got in trouble for something they didn't fucking do, and just thinking about it is like it just makes you realize like. Jesus Christ, this situation really would have never happened to me. Um, that this happened to the guy because they they literally stereotyped him. And it's frustrating for the people listening. It's even more frustrating for me because of how mad I am about it. Uh, I just I can't say anything. I've been I've been asked to not talk about it. Basically, uh, the Lakeville police are at it again, man. They they accused a good friend of mine of doing something that I know for a fact that he didn't do, that there was no proof of him doing, and they put him in jail. And I'm just so sick of it. And I just wanted to acknowledge, you know, when he was telling me about that, that really came to my mind because I knew I was going to do this episode tonight, and I was like, I really should talk about that because the shit that happened to him would never happen to a white person, and when we can talk about it, you'll understand why. You're just going to have to trust me. Um, as somebody that, that thinks there are a lot of white people that get the rough end of the deal of it, this, this was a total, this was a total fucking Lakeville asshole white cops doing some shit to a black kid. Like it, it, it really is. And one of these days we're going to get the guy on the podcast and we're going to talk about it. But I feel like that's a, a great way to transition <laughs> into something that people were not thrilled about. Um, there are a few comments, you know, there's, there's, you know, some people that listen to this podcast and every once in a while I'll see something that people have a problem with, which I'm, I am more than happy to talk with you about. If you think that I've said something on this podcast, that's crazy as fuck. A lot of times you're, you're probably right. And I probably will admit, yeah, I probably should have explained my point a little better or, or, you know, uh, maybe not even said it, but a lot of people were not thrilled with my use of the word wigger. 
and I, I'm just here to tell you, it, I'm sorry, guys. It just makes it that much funnier. I, this is this is exactly like when someone gets mad at me for the way our parking lot is designed. Like, guys, I didn't come up with it. The same way I didn't come up with the word wigger. It's it's too good not to use because it just totally describes. It just totally describes the type of person you're talking about, especially when your cousin is named RJ and he dresses like Eminem when he announced he was going to rehab for methadone. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if the next time uh, we were going out, he was wearing fingerless gloves and a do-rag, I'd just be like, oh, uh, are, are you going out? I, that's cool, man. I just can't come with because I'm not a member of D12 and it's not 2003. <laughs> So you have fun. Um, it's just it's funny to me, guys, and there's no malintent with it. I I may have already told this story uh, on the podcast, but but it was so funny. One time, RJ and I were at the Pittsburgh airport, and the dude was wearing a red beanie and a red Adidas jumpsuit. L- at, like he looked like he just left a Bloods birthday party. He looked like Lil Wayne and the game had just dropped him off and and that I wasn't at the party. I, I arrived there in an Uber. Uh, he was dressed like a full wig. And I was hammered. Why was I hammered at 7.50 on a Wednesday morning? Well, I was about to get into a flying metal tube that I can't leave for four and a half hours. Uh, so the answer is because obviously... If you don't get drunk before before you get on a plane, I don't even I don't even know what's wrong with you. That shit is it's scary, man. You're floating in the air. That's you know it's probably really stupid to say that because that's not that's not how it worked. But I was there with RJ and I was drunk and I kept losing track of where he was. And at, at one point it's just like, bro, I, I'm right here. And I said, cuz. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, cuz you just don't look white today. And this lady in a, uh, oh God, I don't know how to pronounce it. A hijab, maybe like uh, the thing that what Muslim women wear on their head. I, I almost said turban and I just, something instinctively is telling me that that is not the right word. But the, this, this Muslim girl in a, in a hijab started, she, she started cracking up. Dude, and if you're a sick person like me and you, you need laughter and attention to feel validated, making a race joke in front of a person of another race and having it crush feels like you just made the, the game winning three. Like the, the not, you know, I don't know if she was Muslim. The, she wasn't white. I, I just know that she wasn't white. She kind of laughed. She laughed pretty hard. And all I could hear in my head was the Joe Buck Minneapolis miracle call. It was just <laughs> like I was just that excited. It, it really felt like I did well. It was just like, Joey, race joke, touchdown. <laughs> and it felt good. But of, of course, you know, my family who was not drunk did not find it amusing. My point is that, I mean, dude. It's fun, it, you know. It's like you. It feels like sometimes you really can't make a joke that has anything to do with race, even if it's just really dumb. Um, and I, I'll just continue to do it because I'm confident in the fact that I'm. I, I don't base any of the jokes I make off of, off of hate or anything like that. I, I don't care what race you are. If I if I think you're doing something funny, I'm going to make a comment about it. 
And in this case, the, I mean, I was just making fun of my cousin who's white. So chill. <laughs> I was, I was talking to this girl about it, a good friend of mine, and she said, "Do you think things like this could possibly be the reason some people have problems with you?" And what she's saying is like, "Holy shit, dude! I, I mean, come on." People can see right through the whole the whole constantly having to be funny thing. And I do get that. If you don't like me because of that, because of how I'm constantly needing to make people think that I'm funny, that that makes sense to me. I can I can I can get that. What doesn't make sense is being mad about something that's like an actual joke itself. And I mean, there have been people that have, you know, not even directly to me said that they have had problems with just jokes that I make. And it's I don't know any other way to explain it besides, look, guys, like, I, they're just jokes, man. I mean, honestly, when I, when I make a Derek Chauvin joke, it's not because I, I like Derek Chauvin. I think the guy should die in prison. But at the same time, it's like it's such a hot topic to make, you know, to make a joke about that it's it just seems like sometimes people take it the wrong way. And I that's not my intention. Um. I think we, we really need to try and get back to, to what the intent is rather than just, just pulling something out of a, a podcast as a single quote. And there's there's a lot of that that happens constantly. If uh, if someone's making a joke, you shouldn't get upset. And anyone, anyone that says they can't tell the difference between a joke and a hateful statement is just too stupid to have the fucking conversation with. Um... Oh, well, well, one sec, one sec. We got a guy coming to the desk. Um, he might be here for a late night Snickers. Oh, he definitely just heard me. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm I'm back now. Back in the back office, baby. I it's so funny, dude. I planned out like a joke to start with. I was like, I'll play that "Back in Black" song by ACDC, and then I forgot to to mention why I even did that. <laughs> It's just because I'm back in the back office now, and man, is it so much fucking better. It is so much fucking better, dude. Having to do that podcast from the front desk like I did last episode, I mean, that was shit. People would walk past you and just be like, look at this asshole. (laughs) Look at this fucking guy. If this dude... I would be willing to bet a month's salary that this guy's not making it past 30. He's sitting here in khakis and a polo uh, at his job doing a podcast. Like, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. It must have been very entertaining for people. Dude, it's wild. It's such a small world. Like, I would think that guy that... And I know it was really hard to hear. That was my fault. That was not the guy's fault. Um, this dude, there was one person that decided they did want to come on the podcast. And I accidentally, uh, I, I didn't put the mic up to his mouth. So he had to turn it up to hear it. But it sounds like most people got the story. It was the kid that talked about, um, he saw that lady get like, literally her foot got caught in a train. And she got dragged for three or four miles. Which I can't even believe that that happened. Like, the odds of getting somebody that that would have that crazy of a story like that, that was crazy. I thought I was going to get somebody that's been like, that was like, Oh, yeah, one time uh, I seen this, this drunk guy throw a bottle at a wall. But he was like, no, I actually saw a scene from a Quentin Tarantino movie uh, before my very eyes. 
Dude, what's even crazier is RJ listened to the podcast and he's like, I know that guy. <laughs> what the fuck? Isn't that that type of shit is so weird? I mean, the odds of that happening have to be have to be very slim. I just ask some random guy to come on the podcast and my cousin happens to know him. That was insane. By the way, there's people walking. There's somebody standing outside of the window right now for the office. And they're definitely just trying to see what the fuck I'm doing. And I, I'm staring off into the distance pretending that I'm not noticing them. Guys, please go away if you can hear me. I'm not, I'm not going to look over. I'm just not going to look over. I'm going to pretend that I'm looking at my notes here. They're still there. I can see the person's feet. And uh, we're just going to pretend it's not happening. Okay, they're going now. They're going. They're going. Please don't come to the front desk. Come on, buddy. They always walk like they're coming to the front desk. They always walk and they they do this weird thing where they just like break their necks to see if anybody's going to be at the desk. Like what? Dude, come on. What do you want me up there doing? Do you want me up there with pom-poms being like, You are a dick. You ask for towels every single day, even though you're paying 40 fucking dollars to be here. It's like, guy, guy, you're in a carcass of what used to be a hotel, as Tim Dillon would say. I mean, that's such a perfect quote for what this place is. It's like... Don't expect me to be up there uh, handing you some fucking silverware. You're out here surviving on your own now, buddy. Um, It's definitely... There's there's a lot of shit that needs to be fixed. And uh, I don't see it getting fixed for a long time. So, if you're staying at a hotel, dude, honestly... Oh. (laughs) Now that I've worked here, I mean... I think I'm going to just start bringing my own sheets and stuff. I You should honestly probably bring your own mattress. Anytime you're checking into a hotel, there is a there's somewhere between 50 and 1,000 loads on the mattress you're staying on. Like there, somebody, at least 50 people, just remember this as a rule, at least 50 people, no matter what, if you're staying at a hotel have come on the mattress you're staying on. Just let that sink in for a second. Bring your own sheets, dog. <laughs> if you have if you have a car, you have the room to bring your own shit. Okay? Seriously, probably just probably bring a comforter and a mattress pad to put over it. It's that bad, I'm telling you. I see truckers walk in here with with prostitutes all the time. And if you're staying at a motel, Game over. Game over. You're going to come in contact with semen. I'm telling you that right now. Okay? Man, I hope... I. Oh, this is such a good story. I, I probably have told it on the podcast before, but maybe some people just haven't heard the episode or they forgot or I didn't tell it. One of my favorite stories of all time. So, in 2018, man, I was down... I would be down, down bad. And, like, I had no money. I... I begged my mom. I was like, please, please. I do. I got evicted from my place because my the guy I was renting with was a piece of shit. He was never paying the rent that I gave him. He just left me to deal with the fucking landlord, right? And this guy obviously kicks me out. So I'm like, mom, please. Can you, can you please just pay for a couple nights at this motel? I'm going to see if I can get a job there and maybe I can just rent a room too. 
And she said yes, and somehow it worked, bro. Most most hotels and motels are like, fuck no, we don't do that. This place is pretty much how they got all of their employees. Like, they would just get the lowest life. Just the fucking most drug-addicted, broken people. And they'd be like, alright, you could live here, but... <laughs> You're gonna. You're in the wild west now, all right. You're in Kennedy, Pennsylvania. Uh, there's factories and heroin. That's it. So, that's what you're accepting by coming here. And I, I remember the first day that I I worked there. I was about an hour into my shift. It was the afternoon shift. That makes that makes this story worse. The fact that it was happening at 2 p.m. The only thing you should be doing at 2 p.m is working or getting or or if it's the weekend nothing you should be at 2 p.m you should be working or doing nothing it's like the most depressing part of the day for me for some reason and um and what the fuck was i talking about so 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 it's 2 p.m and these people check in and they go to their room and about an hour later, these are the first people I ever checked in at this job. I asked my manager, I was like, oh, I forgot my charger. Can I go grab it from my room real quick? My room happened to be like, I don't know, two or three rooms down from these people. I get up there and I, I see one of the guys that checked in just standing out there. The people that checked in, it was a couple and another dude. And he's just standing out there and he's wearing this weird vest, right? Like this weird leather vest and no shirt under it. And he waves to me. And, I, you know, I'm just going into my room. I wave back. And the dude then turns around to reveal he's wearing assless chaps. <laughs> there was just a very gross Motel threesome going on the day I started working. And I was like, what the fuck did I get into? The next day, the next day, three dudes and a chick check into the room next to mine. And I swear to God, dude, it was gangbangs every single day. And I, okay, it's really, it's hard for me to explain this, but I know for sure that they were shooting porn over there. It was, it was the gangbang room. It's, it was the porno room. I swear to God. I could hear one guy that was directing. Like, he was like, all right, all right, now get over to the side a little bit. And it was, dude, it was just three dudes going wild in there on a chick. And, uh, and that's my point. If you're staying at a motel, there is a 100% chance that you are going to come in contact, likely unknowingly, with semen. And unknowingly isn't nearly as bad as knowingly, right? Like putting your hand onto wet cum versus dried cum. I'm so sorry to any fucking family member that might be listening to this, but there's a difference. Like you're never gonna you're never gonna notice the dried cum. Your 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 brain is gonna tell you that it's like, like the the crumbs of a glazed donut or something. Um, but almost every single room there was like a sex crime that that happened at some point. Um, there was one time, dude, oh, there was this couple that clearly just checked in to fuck, and our policy at the motel was to always go and check the room afterwards to make sure, you know, none of it was damaged or anything so that we could give them the deposit back, and this motherfucker, this, this absolute motherfucker took a used condom 
with a hefty load in it. Uh, that you know, I swear to God, hefty garbage bags got their name from this guy's load. It was hefty, hefty, hefty. He slammed it down on the table, and it projectile exploded onto the wall. I walked into this room. And it was like when Dexter walks into like to do the blood spatter analysis, and it's like an all in slow motion after a super crazy murder. It's like, and he's walking and slowly like analyzing it, like blood obviously to the left. The attacker must have been right-handed. Easy case. And I'm just like, hmm. slammed it down. Must have been cheating. Splatter analysis shows it made it all the way to the kitchen sink. Must have been packing. And it's like... (laughs) But it's like... It's like, dude, why would you ever fucking do that? Even if you thought you were never going to get caught. It's the exact same with these motherfuckers that wipe their asshole with the towel and then throw it in the hallway. Even if you're going to be gone the next day, how are you that much of a fucking lowlife that you know somebody has to pick it up? It has to be picked up by somebody. And you don't give a fuck enough to just throw it out there? Hey, here's here's two things people should never have to touch. Another person's cum or shit. Shit for sure. I mean, you know, yeah. if that's your thing, if you want to touch another person's cum, good for you, man. But... You never want to touch the cum of somebody that you don't know. Um, absolutely awful. There's that scene in Jackass 3 where they like slap Bam Margera in the face with horse cum. And I swear to God, I, I would have to, I would lose my shit. It would, you, you would have to fight me. If you, if you make me come in contact with the cum, you have to fight me. There's a guy going to the market for a... Let's see what he's going to get here. What do you think? I'm going to guess, and I'll tell you when I come back if I'm correct. I'm going to go I'm gonna go ginger ale, and it's a black guy, so Skittles. <laughs> I, I made that, that shitty joke because it's like anytime a black guy comes down at 3 a.m., they always get a candy bar. But actually, this guy got the whitest thing possible, which was a pack of Bumblebee's tuna salad kit. Oh. <laughs> so white it was it's dude i can't think of anything whiter than a tuna salad kit just say the just say it out loud you're gonna be like oh yeah that's wild that was a wild card right there just making tuna salad at 3 a.m that's a party i'm trying to be at those motherfuckers are on drugs (laughs) (coughs) uh but yeah dude it's it's been a boring week. I'm finally, I know I've been saying it forever, and I make myself an, look like an asshole by just, like, constantly being like, oh, I'm ready to move, I'm ready to move, and then not having the money to go. Um, when I said earlier I've, I've never really worried about money, I meant up until the age of, like, 17. Like, I didn't worry about money when I was a kid. Now I'm so broke that it's like, Oh, there's about three years before this gets really sad. And I'm just finally starting to get the money now to be able to go. And that's really nice. Um, I'm going to miss this place a little bit, dude. As much as I I make complaints and I make stupid jokes about the uniform and and the crazy people that stay here and shit, it's like... It is kind of the easiest job I've ever had. Like... 
I talked a while ago on the show, I talked about those factory jobs that I had. And, I mean, they straight up do not value your safety, your like your health, or your life at those jobs. They, I mean, the proof is in the, the fucking, the pudding that these people are made into when they get sucked into a fucking machine. Like, the... They are clearly untrained, and it's it's happened so many times that people are just like, you should wear the safety goggles. One time I saw this guy, he got hooked in his eyeball by a 500-degree hook. It just came out of nowhere and swung him in the face. Hey, do you think the, the problem might be that there's 500-degree pieces of metal flying around while you're paying people 14 bucks an hour? Or do you think the problem was the safety goggles? Uh, because my job was to step inside of a 500-degree oven, and if I ever tripped once and was burned alive in there, um, wouldn't really matter if I had a, a small piece of sweaty plastic covering my eyeballs. Uh, it's just... My point was, when you compare the job I currently have to the ones I've had in the past, hey, it's not so bad. And it's just, I'm trying to work on that, trying to remember on, trying to remember like, dude, I am doing a lot better than I, than I was. Uh, the track that I was on, the path that I was headed down, even just a couple of years ago, is not, it's not even close to the one that I'm headed down now. I feel much better, I feel much happier and it's hard to remember that in your day-to-day shit, man. <clears throat> you get you get yelled at by somebody over over a bunch of towels and you're like, "Bro, I want to beat that person within an inch of their life." And it's so hard to like remember, "Hey, this is about towels." This is about towels. So, relax. Um I'm I'm starting to think, I'm starting to feel like in life, the only way to really not get upset about shit is if it doesn't direct you, if it doesn't directly affect you or or your family or somebody that's very close to you. I mean, you just kind of gotta, you kind of gotta let it roll. I, it's to the point where you know I spent the whole summer getting so pissed off about everything, like especially the cops, and then I realized I'm like, what the fuck. Like, what can I even do, man? I'm just sitting here putting shit on Twitter trying to feel better about it. Trying to feel like I'm doing something when the reality is, I mean, this doesn't... When something... When you wouldn't know that something was happening without the news, like, I don't know how fucking upset you can really get about it, you know? And maybe that's different. Over the summer, it was getting wild. It felt like uh, felt like end times for a little while. But you get to the point where I was just saying ridiculous shit on Twitter. That's why I deleted it. And um, I realized I was like, I don't know. I, I You're going to go crazy if you let yourself get that worked up about something you cannot control. And that's what's the most scary about it is like the people that feel very strongly about it can't control it. It's like a bunch of 80-year-old white people in Washington, D.C. that are making all of these laws that affect people they'll never meet. And it's like, well, if you're going to freak out about that, you're just naturally going to lose your fucking head. You know what I mean? I don't know, dude. It's been I didn't I didn't write anything for tonight, so that's probably why it's been just like a real 
real boring episodes. Sometimes I write out topics and stuff to talk about. Um, we're gonna do a guest episode this weekend. I know I've said that the past two weekends. It's just been it's been wild lately, but uh, we're gonna do a guest episode. Those guys said they'll have some stuff to talk about, so. <laughs> That could go one of two, one of a few ways. Hopefully, there's not anything that's said that's crazy. Every once in a while, you get a guest, and they just say something. You're like, "Well, I don't agree with that," so I have to just sort of laugh about it and make it lighthearted. <laughs> like one of my one buddy on on that episode. I think it was like episode six or something. The first guest episode he did. We were talking about managers, and he like he ended it with like. And, you know, that's just why sometimes I don't think women should be in positions of power. And the rest of the group was like, I don't, I, well, I just wanted to say that I don't quite agree with that. <laughs> it, oh, man. You know, it is what it is. Um, people are going to say, are going to say what they say. And that's another thing. I mean, I, man, that's part of the reason I deleted my Twitter is like, there's some stuff I said that I don't agree with anymore. And we kind of just have to let that be a thing. I really do think we have to let that be a thing. Like, we have to let people grow and change their minds and stuff. And if this is really America, you have to be able to say whatever the fuck you want or it's not America. So Somebody told me the other day they didn't give a fuck about free speech. I was like, you don't give a fuck about free speech? Dude. Not only will they put me in jail... They'll fucking, eventually, they're going to start making, like, once free speech goes, the country is going to be fucked. We all feel so differently, and, um, I mean, you get enough of those, you arrest enough of those people for saying how they really feel. Let's be honest, dude, half of the country doesn't love the blacks, and if you start monitoring their Alexa and, and taking them out into prisons for, for making a racist comment or something, that's not going to result in helping society. That's going to result in a world war. Or, excuse me, a civil war. Uh, and this time, we're not going to be using muskets and carbines. Um, it's going to be full-on AK-47s versus AR-15s. We, we cannot... This is America, man. We've We've already opened Pandora's box. We can't... There's no... There's no... Hey, you can't say this. Um, there's three hundred. There's almost three hundred and fifty million people in this country. None of us can seem to agree on anything. So when you say you don't give a fuck about free speech, what you're saying is, hey, whoever gets in power gets to decide how we all feel, or you're going to jail, or everybody's going to be shooting each other inside of Walmart. Dude, your white dad got upset because they stole an ATM out of Target. Imagine what's going to fucking happen if we start putting people in jail for making Kamala Harris jokes. Like, guys, it's not going to end well. We've already opened this can of worms that is, hey, let everybody have their guns and let them say what they want and let's be crazy. I mean, the fact that anyone can say that restricting drugs is a, is not un-american i mean i mean saying that you can't do certain drugs is the most american shit is the most un-american shit i've ever heard in my life like it's it's slowly you know turning into something where it's like hey man either it's all or nothing it's all or nothing 
You gotta let us do what we want. You gotta let us say what we want. We gotta have the fucking guns because it's a free country. This is America. If you take away that shit, bro, you're just gonna see everybody kill each other. And it's very scary because it's starting with free speech. I mean, it's starting It's starting with deplatforming people for saying the wrong things. How long until it's an actual law? Until until I'm just fucking... One day I'm just like 35 years old still working the front desk of a Hampton Inn and they come in and they just arrest me for something I said on episode 23 of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I have something here that, that said you made a joke about a black guy liking Skittles. We're going to need you to come with us. And I'll be like, no, it was, it was a joke. Like, he ended up buying a bumblebee tuna salad kit, and it was a really white thing. And then they tased me in the neck. And, uh, <laughs> and that's the end of that. Um, I'm rambling. I, I want, uh, you know, I'm sorry I keep going... Into the microphone. That's got to be annoying as fuck. I, I got to get a new mic that doesn't pick that type of shit up and that doesn't sound ridiculous every single time I tap the table. But I don't know, man. I think that's the end of this one. I don't want to keep saying stupid shit into the void. Hopefully you guys uh, are still liking the show. I'm glad that everybody... Dude, we've been getting good listens on the past few episodes. And uh, be on the lookout for an upcoming guest episode this weekend. That's going to be pretty good, you know might get to hear some crazy shit from these guys. It's been a while, and they've, they've been locked up in quarantine, man. They might not exactly be stable. Uh, so let's hope. Stay tuned for episode 24. Thank you for joining for episode 23. I love ya. Have a good fucking day, man. <laughs>